We thank you so much this morning. We ask that you speak to us. We ask that you engage us in your word. We ask that, Lord, you give us a word in season for our current challenges and for our future challenges. Lord, we pray that you will encourage us this morning through your word. You will rebuke us through your word. You will exhort us through your word. You will correct us through your word. You will enlighten us through your word. And Father, I pray that you anoint these lips of clay. If you can use anything this morning, Lord, I ask that you use me in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to Second Chronicles. Gachi, can you sing that song for us as we are trying to find our Bible? I'll be worshiping all of the days of my life. Second Chronicles, we are going to be looking at a very long passage. Some of you, the whole week, you haven't really read your Bible, so I'm reading the Bible for you for your Monday cover, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Amen. We are going to be looking at Aman and Chalak. Aman means what? Aman means believe in God and you will be established. Chalak means believe in his servant, believe in his prophet, and you will prosper. Amen. So this month is a season of believing and seeing manifestation. Be here worshiping all of the days of my life. I'll be here worshiping all of the days of my life. I'll be Worshiping all of the days of my life, I'll be here worshiping all of the days of my life, I'll be here lifting Even when it isn't easy, and I'll be lifting hands, even when it isn't easy, I'll be worshiping, yes, Lord, all of the day. Of my life, I'll be here worshiping you, Lord, mm-hmm. all of the days of my life. I'll be here lifting hands, even when it isn't easy. I'll be here 
the book of Chronicles is a book that is centered on what I'll describe as cause and effect. The consequences of doing and not doing. And some of the themes that run through from Chronicles 1, Chronicles 2. Thank you, my dear. Is, for example, our, our devotion or commitment to the Lord or the lack thereof, the blessing of the Lord or the lack thereof, faithfulness or the lack thereof, seeking the Lord or the lack thereof, humility or pride. Trust or lack of trust. Praising and worshiping the Lord or the lack thereof. And when we come to this particular chapter, Second Chronicles 20, you will find a number of the ites, Moabites, Ammonites, and those from Mount Sinai. They had come, Mount said, they had come to fight the people of God. And so, Jehovah's Sabbath was talking and um, they were taking a plan. So I'm going to start from verse 8, 2 Chronicles 20. I want to encourage us that in this month, as we study, as we learn, my prayer for you is that you don't just come to church and hear the message and say, it was nice, it was interesting, it was funny. But my prayer for us is that we will apply it, we will use it, you know. As a church, you can realize that a lot of teaching goes on. I pray that we don't misuse the teaching. I pray that it doesn't lie. The one who knows and does not use it is not any better than the one who doesn't know. Do you get it? Yeah. If you don't get it. So we're going to... So the king... Declared a fast, told the people that, listen, this one is a fearful one. We have to pray. And so the whole of Judah were praying from verse 8. It says that, and I'm using the Amplified, and they dwell in it and have built. So this is the land that God promised Abraham. And he's saying that that land, we are dwelling in it, and have built you a sanctuary in it. For your name. You know, Friday, that was what Reverend was encouraging us, isn't it? To build the house of God. So you realize that, you see, a lot of the time, we even take scripture out of context, or we take the portion we like, or it's easy to receive. Do, do you understand? But by the time we get to Second Chronicles 2020, to say the Lord is establishing us, we are going to prosper, and all, you should realize that these people who have received that, they build the Lord a sanctuary. Verse 9, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. You know, this morning... Pastor Sam was encouraging us that if you are tithing, come and put your tithe on the altar. You know, sometimes we don't even realize the value 
of being in the presence of God, the value of being in the house of God, the value in being a Christian, the weapons and the tools that are available to you. And they were being reminded that, listen, even when there's sword is being coming towards us, there's pestilence, there's famine, we will stand before the, in the temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save us. It is not something you should discuss. It is something that you must know that you know that you know. That when you come to the presence of God, when you come and kneel on the altar, you must know that he hears you and you will receive your petition. Amen. Yeah, don't make it a ritual. You see, for a lot of us, even prayer becomes a ritual. And sometimes we pray totally ignoring even who we are praying to. But having God in your focus as you pray is as important as what you are praying about. The reason why our, there's no faith in our prayer and the reason why sometimes we don't see results in our prayer is because sometimes we are throwing our words into the air, not directing it at a person, not, not focusing on the person. Listen, when you are giving a girl raps, oh gosh, it's too early for this. It's too early for this. The example, so listen. They, if you are trying to tell her the, you know, <laughs> Do you know, Reverend and Kiran sitting here scares me. I feel like I'm seeing two of the same people. <laughs> they look so much alike. It's not, it's very scary. Listen, when, when you are trying to give a young lady raps, yeah, we, we can go. Let's assume we are walking around Sheffield. Let's assume we're walking <laughs> Okay, let's assume we are working around uh, Newcastle. Okay. <laughs> it looks like the Sheffield and uh, people got nervous. Newcastle, Newcastle. You see? You have to focus. <laughs> He's looking. Can you imagine that? Okay, on you see. <laughs> Sasha, can you imagine? Hi, Sasha. What's your name? You look like a very nice girl. How are you? Won't you find, think I'm distracted? Would you even think I'm talking to you? But if I go, okay, let's go back to Sheffield because I feel like. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? <laughs> you see, the eye to eye contact, it makes the person even nervous. You see, really bad boys, the reason why they get girls is because they know how to unnerve them. Christian boys don't know what to do. That's why sometimes when we call for certain kinds of meetings, you have to come because you need rehearsal. You need practice. And then we bring it in our service. Listen, you have to give God eye-to-eye contact and not be your mind being because when you are focused on the lady, even in her mind, she might say, I don't like you. What's this guy come say? What is it? But you see, when you stay focused, ah, Later on, she will go and tell her friends that, I don't know why I even said yes. I will explain to you why you said yes. <laughs> hey, Nanaya, Nanaya says we should explain. 
Nanaya rather should explain to us because some of her yeses should have been no's. So, <laughs> Nanaya, come and explain yourself here. You see. Okay, for those of us visiting CICC for the first time, I really apologize. This is a family church, and um, we try to. Um, <clears throat> What I am telling us is that the gift of salvation is not a theoretical thing. Our work with God is not some spooky thing. It is something that must be integrated into your lifestyle. We should stop just singing amazing songs and live them. And live them. You see, the reason why when we are worshiping God, sometimes you want us to finish quickly is because you're uncomfortable. You, you don't engage in this particular lover. If we change the song and we change location, you start singing. Yeah. If we get one of those crazy boys, their song, and we start playing it, you sing. I, no, I don't know any. I used to know a few of them. The ones who have come, they're so terrible. You want to chew with the big boy? Hey. <laughs> Reverend said it all. Reverend said it. Reverend said it all. I just repeated what Reverend said. I just repeat. Hey, Crystal, have you heard it before? Me, I've never heard it. And Jeff, have you heard it before? They say, the rock what? You the rock katakata. You see such foolish songs. And then they'll be singing it and they'll be dancing. Ah, yesterday, what was the dance? Okay, some of my year groups will be watching, so I can't say this. But yesterday I saw them dancing. What was they doing? I said, you are over 50. Oh, take your time. One of, one of the doctors on the platform, one of the doctors on the platform started putting the various things that can happen when you break your back and your leg. <laughs> yeah. The Lord's name is upon you. The Lord's name is in this temple. The Lord, the presence of God is wherever you are. So you are supposed to take advantage of it. When fear comes, when something makes you nervous, when you're about to go for an interview, or when you get a diagnosis that is quite scary, it shouldn't be something that you should even think about. Immediately, you take the weapons that you have. Your weapon of faith, your weapon of prayer. The God that you serve. It's not now that you're going to call somebody and start crying. Hmm. Let's continue reading because today we are reading the Bible. Tell someone today we are reading the Bible. Yvonne, explain to the person that you are in a Bible-believing church. You know, sometimes, but some, people can make you not want to read the scripture so that we can say, when you go home, read it. When you go home, you read it. I am going to read it. When you go home, you read it. Yeah, last week, how many of the days did you read? Apart from the ones that were used for the prayer and fasting. Even those ones, they didn't read it. They said that whoever is leading prayer will read it. And then we'll hear it. Hmm. Verse 10. And now, here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not, did not destroy them. Here they are. Rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Have you realized that sometimes certain bad habits and certain bad things, when you keep it around for a long time, now it overtakes you. It comes to a season in your life when it begins to control you. 
Stop saying it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It is the small little foxes that spoil the vine. And it's the same one. As they will say, the serpent that we didn't kill in Genesis. By the time we got to Revelation, it had become a dragon. The little, little, little. You see, some of you, you have such a bad attitude. You say it's nothing. It's not, it is something which is about to destroy you. It will destroy you. It will destroy your marriage. It will destroy your children. Because you know how to talk well to your children. Right now, you think that I'm only rude to people in the shop or to the bus driver, or to my housemate, or whatever. People you think don't matter. But that character is being developed, and it will be used to destroy things you love. Little, little things. You know, some of us, you know, the blessing of the internet and the curse of the internet has even caused us to develop bad habits, which is undercover. I am here. I'm here for the next Sunday. I'm here. Let's have this conversation, okay? I'll be gone soon, but for now I'm here. Because as soon as I said the internet, they were like, it is true. It has caused us, and that if we don't do it, one day it will invade our lives. It will invade our lives when we least expect it. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, haven't you realized that the higher you go, the more fierce the demons become. Let's read the scripture, verse 12. Oh, our God, you will not judge them, for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. A Christian cannot depend on a strength from within. You have to depend on the Holy Spirit to fight your battles. You have to depend on your God. It's not that we don't have strength, but our strength cannot go far. How many times every 1st of January, don't you make uh, this thing, this year is my year of keeping healthy, of staying healthy. This year, exercise and me. Two party, you know, and then two weeks, three weeks later, yeah, how many of us try? You say, this guy, I won't let him near me again. Month one, month two, month three. Bah. Yeah. We cannot fight. We don't have enough strength. We are not. You see, when you say that you don't have enough strength to deal with something, it will cause you to stay away from it. Yeah. Those of us who used to drink and have been trying to stop drinking, have you seen how you are struggling? Just look straight. Just stay focused. You see, there are some things that you don't need anything to be said from the pulpit. It has to come from within you. It has to come from within you. Yeah. Because you can say, I'm a social drinker. Till the day you're going through a challenge and you realize that you easily go to the bottle. Because you can come and argue with me and you win the argument. Reverend, where does the Bible say thou shalt not drink? It doesn't say that. Go and drink. But in the day of your challenge, it will invade you. You are not as strong as you think. You see, if you are a church worker here, if you are a shepherd or a pastor, you know. If you want to go and visit somebody, you don't go and visit alone. It's not because we are bad people. Do you understand? But it's because we don't have that strength in ourselves. And if you have been pastoring for a long while, you realize that God wants to save everybody that can be saved. And so, 
people come into the house of God at different levels. Some are still strange men. Some are still strange women. How do you know you're going to visit a strange woman? You go and knock on the door. She'll come in her sexy, whatever, Mr. And then you'll be confused. Like, <laughs> Your tongues won't work. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes as we get spiritual, we feel that we've got some extra power in might. When scripture says that by means of a horish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, it is scripture. It didn't say a slice of bread, say a piece of bread. Sometimes it's like a bite, small bite. So we should not think of ourselves stronger than we actually are. In fact, it is safer for you to think of yourself weaker. Sometimes my daughter will tell me that, Mommy, sometimes I feel like I'm the grown-up and I have to monitor what you watch. Sometimes people will recommend something to me and she says, oh, my mother won't watch it. I say, hey, who, who gave birth to you? She said, yeah, but you, you have become, you know, you, are, you watch under 12. <laughs> because you have to guard yourself. You have to protect yourself. You are not, all of us, sin is closer to us than we think. We are all capable. The Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know? You wait till somebody annoys you. You see that all your Christian virtues can disappear. Yeah. You see, when you hear somebody crying and say that, I don't know what happened. I didn't mean to. All of us, we don't know what happened. That's why we won't go and experiment to see what will happen. I was actually just going there. Actually, I only just had one sip. Actually, I didn't mean. Actually, I was just trying to give her a hug. Actually, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. That's why the Hebrew, Hebrews, the Bible says that fix your eyes on him. He's the author and the, fix your eyes. Yeah. Today I'm here to tell us that, listen, believing in God, believing in his power, believe, there is a background foundation that is needed to carry that forward. Yeah. If you listen to more worldly songs than godly songs, you cannot believe in God. If you read everything else but your Bible, you cannot have faith in the word of God. What you are focused most on is what you'll be filled up with. That's why when people... Today, this one, this one, I won't give it. No, this one, I won't give it. I won't give it. Yeah. You realize that when a drunkard throws up, we can tell everything they have eaten. Verse 13. Now all Judah... With their little ones, their wives and their children stood before the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon, how do you pronounce that? Jehaziel. 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 Nice name. Who's, yeah, the next baby in this house, I will add that name to your child's name. <laughs> yeah, if it's a boy, I don't care what you call your child. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I've done his baby. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll add that to him. The son of Zachariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of, the son of, a Levite of the sons of Asphalt in the midst of the assembly. And Jehoshaphat, so Jehoshaphat, 
has declared the fast, has gone to discuss things with God. Now, the man of God is also coming to speak. Amen. And you see, the reason why when we get to verse 20, you realize that that sentence was so important is because all these things can be happening. God can bring a good word. How many of you feel like today I'm preaching God? I mean, I am preaching God. Yeah, yeah, I'm preaching. God can send you the word, but you may not receive it. Or you may not trust the source from where the word is coming from. Because this prophet has come and he says, let's listen to what he said in verse 15. And he said, listen, which means that it's not every time we listen. You can be hearing things, but you're not listening. Yeah, rude children. Their parents can be talking, they're not listening. Rude Christians, the word can be coming, but they're not listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not listening. How do you know you didn't listen? Yeah, when they finish, what do they go and do? Exactly what they were told not to do. All you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, that says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. You see, when you have stayed as close as you can to God in prayer, in the word, in his house, you've tried to stay as close as you can. When the prophet comes and says, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, the battle is not yours, the battle is the Lord's, it is easier for you to receive it. But when you have been trying to solve your problems and you have been trying to manipulate things and you are frustrated, as he said, do not be dismayed. Say, you think, okay, you can say, do not be dismayed. <laughs> Come and sit in my station and see if you say those, they are, do you not dismayed, be not dismayed. What do you mean by do you not dismayed? Yeah. It comes from a place of unbelief. It comes from a place of unbelief. Yeah. Some of us, when God says, sit still, no. Yeah. Recently, one of the things that has become a burden for me and also pray for me so that my pastoral grace in that area will come back again because I feel like it's going. This morning I told Reverend that he should pray for me because I feel that the level of compassion I used to have in that area is waning. It's, it's going down. I almost don't feel the compassion. Do you, do you understand? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel. Yeah. Because it's almost like the word of God told you sit still. The Lord sent a prophet, an apostle, evangelist to come and tell you sit still. And you still rise up and go. Then we come and look and you're lying in the pit. It takes another grace to say, okay, it doesn't matter. After all, they're not listening. We'll try and still get you out of there. Lately, I've realized that the place I am, I sort of want to leave you in the pit for a while. Just for a little while. Because maybe if you come out too quickly, you can go back in. Yeah, pray for me. Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Verse 16. Tomorrow, go down against them. So now, the prophet is telling them what God wants them to do, not what they want to do. He says that tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. How many times do we as Christians live our in this world as if we are not Christians? Everything the world is fighting for, fighting over, crying over, we are doing exactly the same. When the Lord has spoken to us and said, that, listen, I will give this to you. I will deliver you. It is not for you. You can't manipulate this one. It is easier if you will just wait on me to sort it out. 
How many of us feel that life will be so much nicer if our faith could rise a bit more? Where when we can't even see the hand of God, we can trust his heart. Even when we cannot see the movement, that we can't see that there's any action, but we can trust that God is still on the case. God is still on the throne. You know, when we sing that song that, listen, it didn't start now, it won't stop now. What God is doing, nobody organized it for him and nobody can stop him from doing it. You were God. You are God. You will always be God. I think that that's one of the most amazing statements because sometimes we forget that all we need to do, he said that position yourselves, stand still. It means that there's a posture that a Christian has to have. Position yourself. You know, when there's issues at your workplace, whatever, position yourselves. Don't go into the rat race. They're going to make people redundant. Then you start panicking. Where is my CV? Where is my day? The devil is a liar. Position yourself. Have the posture that all things work together for my good. The good, the bad, and the ugly, they all work together for my good. The Lord will cause me to prosper. He maketh rich and he adds no sorrow. In due season, if I faint not, I will see the manifestation of the Lord. It's a posture that you take. This my child nothing evil will happen to them. The enemy can try them with drugs, can try them with sex, but this child will stand. Some of us, our children start misbehaving a little bit, then we get overwhelmed. You have positioned yourself. Have that posture. Yeah. Listen, there are certain prayers that you have to pray over your children from there before they are even born. When you get married, you start praying for the children that haven't yet come. When they are born, you start praying for them. When they are in their room, you pray for them. When they are not in their room, you pray for them. You pray about everything. You pray about even what will happen to them when they are 65. It's a posture. So when you see signs of bad behavior, you don't panic. Because you know that this bad behavior will fall in the well. Let's stop taking a worldly position to every challenge. Stop it. That's why some of us can't tie. Because the world says that money out is money gone. The Bible says that money out is money sown. The Bible teaches us that even our little, we should use it to also help others. We should always find a way. Do you know that I realize that there are certain uh, countries and certain cultures and things that you almost feel like there's not a lot of money there. But why are the people so joyful? Because they have learned something. That even if I have a piece of bread, I will share it. So long as you have come to my house, I will not let you go back empty. And so there's always joy. There's always laughter. Yeah. Then you go to another place where there's abundance. But when they are having dinner, they'll say, hey, wait, we are just, we'll be finishing tea in a minute. And then in that same place also, you see that people are so depressed. You know, one day I was in Switzerland, and then we we're looking at certain statistics. And at a point, they had the highest rate of suicide. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Everywhere is so clean. Everywhere is so neat. Everything is so expensive. But um, I tried to bring my water from London to, <laughs> to, to Geneva. Because it's cheaper to carry it on the plane than to go and buy the water there. 
But in that city, if you live in an apartment, I think it's 10 p.m. After 10 p.m., you can't flush your toilet. Because you make noise to the person below you. When the water is going down, it comes down. Police will come and find you. You see how depressing it is. Then you go to another community too. They don't even care about location. <laughs> they do whatever they've got to do, whenever they've got to do, whatever they've got to do. <laughs> However they've got to do. <laughs> and they finish and there's joy. <laughs> I said position yourself. Position yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We are of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. It must reflect in your uni. It must reflect at your workplace. It must reflect in your marriage. Yeah. People must come into your marriage and realize that, what is it? Because two imperfect people, how are you guys making this thing work so well? Position yourself. Tell somebody, position yourself. And see the salvation of the Lord. Ah. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear. Listen, anywhere we get to, we'll stop. Next week, will you come and hear the rest? There's a whole lot coming. Hmm. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Do you know that the Lord's timing is perfect? The Lord's timing. You know, sometimes, how many of you have heard Reverend saying that there's a certain school he didn't like, there's a certain school he never went to, there are a certain group of girls that he never thought he would marry one, blah, 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 blah. But he doesn't know that it was part of God's timing and God's mercy for him. That in that particular season and time, if he had also come there, he would have not had that opportunity. Ha. Because now the Lord tells them that now you can go out. I am with you. Yeah. You have to make a move when the Holy Spirit has prompted you. You have to make a move when the word of God comes to you. You have to make a move when you know that you know that you know that this is the leading of the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that we'll become more still when we are in the presence of God. We'll become eager and hungry to have direction, to have perception will become more, it will be more important than to us. Listen, even for those of us who take exams, I'll tell you something. Sometimes the reason why you fail is that you rush too much. Yeah. The amount of time you put into understanding the question is as important as the answer you're going to put down. That's right. Because sometimes you read the first line, you're starting answering the question, but the other base said, but. One of my favorite teachers was the one who taught me that when you get into an exam room, read the question, understand the question, spend time to think about how you want to answer the question. Put all the points you want to use to answer the question before, and do it for all the questions you are planning to answer before you even start. And it's one of the greatest wisdom. Because for some of us, the first question was so amazing, we started writing. We wrote, 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 wrote. And then by the time we read the second question, everything else had left our brain. I'm helping somebody. When do you have exams? Very soon, isn't it? Hmm. Verse number. Okay, somebody said it's too late. (laughs) I just heard somebody say it in the head. Reverend, you should have said this last week. I finished my exam. (laughs) I heard you, I heard you, I heard you, I heard you. 
verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Listen, this is such a, a good model to follow. Even when the instruction came that now you can go, you think that they'll be gone because already the fight has been going on. Rather than step into it, they spend time to worship God. They spend time to worship. See, some of us, maybe we've got a new job. We are about to start a new job. We are more interested in the clothes we are going to wear, how we're going to appear there, what we'll do. And then rather than going down your knees and say, Lord, it is you who is sending me there. And I give it all to you. I pray for your guidance. I pray for wisdom. I pray for favor. Now, we've gone to uh, H&M to buy a new suit. We have gone to wherever, Clarks to buy a new shoe. We have gone to, only together realize that they only wear jeans and T-shirt too. <laughs> <laughs> The king gathered the people and they went on their knees and they worshipped the Lord. And the reason why they did is that it means that they believe that he's the source. They believe that he's the source. Monitor, think through the things you worship. Think through the things you value most in your life. Is God one of them? How do you know if God is one of them? Yeah. For some of us, it takes us four hours to prepare the soup that we are going to eat. And yet, it takes us only 10 minutes to read our Bible. What are you... Hey, some day have certain meat. The meat cooks like two days. <laughs> One day, I went to visit. I went home to visit my mom, and then she was preparing, you know... There's a, a particular dish that they pound, all the things they pound and pound. People will be sweating, they'll be sweating, they'll be pounding, they'll be sweating. And then they were about to do that, and I said, no, I'm not having some. Then after she came to me and she asked that, oh, is there some biblical foundation why I don't want to eat this food? <laughs> In case that there's some sin inside so that she will know before. <laughs> then... And I, and I told her that honestly, the only reason why I don't like it is that the way the people are tired doesn't make the eating of their food. It's not even fair that people have to sweat like that for you to go and sit down and eat the food. And she was like, oh, is that the only reason? I said, yeah, please, play on. <laughs> you, you can eat it. Verse 19, then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korahites why do they do it? Kohatites, Kohatites. Those ones don't use it for your children's name. Eh? Stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning. Did you see that? The Levites and their team, they praise God with their voices loud and high. I pray that in this month, the way when we come to church and there's even praise and worship, your voice will be loud and high. When you are in your room in the morning, before you leave work, you put your nice worship song that you uh, like, sing along with it, high, loud, and high. Some of you, you live in apartment flats, the one below you, they, do, they will have party and play all kinds of nonsense songs, loud and high. Then when you are praying, I don't want to disturb anyone. Loud and high. Anything you are proud of, you are not ashamed to say it. You are not ashamed to show it. You are not ashamed to declare it. Some of us, we are ashamed of our faith. We are ashamed of our God. 
It's like we live in Europe. In Europe, we don't do that. In Europe, what do they do? Especially in London. You can sit in the train or the bus in London. People will be totally undressing inside the train. And they are not even married. And then you, you can't pray in the train. You're embarrassed. Yeah. When they say, what's your favorite song? Then instead of saying that you like dancing or you like, uh, since you, are, you say, oh, I like Michael Jackson. So that you can blend it. Who's that? Yes. Want to fit in. I pray that from today, your voice will be loud and high. Your faith will be loud and high. Yeah. You have to. You have to. Yeah. We are making the church weaker and weaker. We are making Christianity and weaker and weaker. We are causing the voice of God to be drowned because we are his voice. And when his voice, when our voice is not heard, his voice is not heard. What do you do on Sundays? Normally I lie. You don't lie in. You come to church. You explain your day from one o'clock. And they are telling you that as for Saturday, I got totally drunk. In fact, I don't know where I was. May the Lord deliver us. We want his manifestation. We want to see his establishment. We want to, him to use his prophets and his ministers to cause us to prosper. But we are ashamed of him. We are unable to declare who he is. We are unable to bear the banner and the title of God. But not in this house. We are not ashamed of the gospel. We are not. On Friday, I was telling you guys, listen, the power that comes from serving God, you cannot get it anywhere else. Let's finish this so that we can go. <laughs> Verse 20, so they rose early in the morning and went out. I'm just reading the passage that we'll be using this month and we can't even move on. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah. And you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. There's a reason why it is in that order. Believe in God and you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. Listen, one does not go without the other. But you better be careful that you don't go chasing men of God when you don't even believe in God. You don't have a strength and a foundation in God. You will end up in error because as a man is a man, nevertheless. It is your foundation in God which will help you establish a good relationship and faith in your pastor or prophet or whatever it is. And you see, when you are established in when God has established, you see, the, the belief in God is not future process or it's a definite clause shall be established. So it means that when you're believing in God establishes you, period. 
It's not like it will be establishing you. No, 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 no. Salvation, transformation, empowerment, the process cannot be changed. But then he brings you a servant who is going to walk with you to cause you to prosper, which is present. Some of us is like, as for me, you know, I have a very deep relationship with God, blah, blah. As we go and look through these things, you come to realize that, yes, you can be somebody who's really rooted in God. But if God sends you a servant and you don't have faith in that and you don't believe in the words he says, in the instruction he gives, you can't prosper far. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. And then they began to praise. I want to just look at a few things. Remember where we ended. We'll continue reading the passage from where we are. We'll continue reading from 21. So, Bula and Okechi and Charity make a note of it. You know. The first thing I want to tell us is that the blueprint still applies and must be employed. What the children used, Jehoshaphat and the prophets and the people of Judah and Jerusalem used the same um, blueprint applies. I'm just going to give us a few definitions of things so that we'll have a good understanding and something to meditate on. So the verse 20 was saying that believe in God. What does it mean to believe? Yeah, we're going to help Pastor Sam with some English words. That will assist him. Yeah. Do you know that you can be very enlightened in one area and um, not in another? So believe means to accept to be true, to be correct, to be honest, to be real. Believe. Especially without proof. So you're believing that this is real, this is correct, this is the truth, and yet without proof. And that is what makes belief so powerful. You know? But what makes you think God is real? Who told you there's a God? What if you die and then there's no God? You too, what if you die and there's a God? Hey! Have you seen a child that you say, don't put your hand near the pot. Don't put your hand near the pot. Don't put your, and then they touch the pot. They will never come near the kitchen again. Most of the time, one of the things I saw in my children is that a certain kind of accident ended a certain problem. Don't run down the stairs, you will fall. Don't run down the stairs, you will fall. Don't run down, and then they run and they fall. You see that? They begin to walk. In fact, at a point, they sit and hold their... <laughs> Real, and then they go like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've seen that my grandchildren have begun that same process. They don't do it. They they do it. Then they laugh. <laughs> it's like they watch and see if your your back is turned. Then they will start doing it again. And I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> All I need to do is make sure that they're squishing down there so that it can absorb their fall. But you see, once they fall. You're sorted. <laughs> so those of us who keep saying that we want, we want proof, you want proof, you will have proof. <laughs> <laughs> to accept the word 
or evidence of someone. I believe him. I believe him. I believe God. I believe her. To accept the word or evidence. To have a firm or wholehearted religious conviction or persuasion, especially in regards to God, the existence of God as a fact. See, the challenge of the world is that we are not coming to the place to accept that our brain is smaller than what it takes to, un to understand the depth, the height, the width of God. You understand? We want to think through it. Let me give one more. To have a firm conviction as to the goodness, efficacy, and abilities of God. To have a firm conviction as to the goodness, efficacy, or abilities of God. That's why the scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Yeah. You know, Jesus looked at his disciples and was like, listen, if you have faith and you do not doubt, you'll be able to move this fig tree from here. You will say, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it will be done. And whatever you pray, believing, <laughs> whatever you ask in prayer, look at it, Matthew 21, verse 22, and whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive them. It means that you can ask many things in prayer, but if belief is not there, you will not receive it. So you know how we say, I receive it, I catch it, I lock it, I knock it, I dare. Yeah. Now your confession must include, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Bila, what's your song that you sing about belief? You have a belief song, isn't it? Has Bila got a belief song? Yeah. I don't want Vanessa song, isn't it? Vanessa, take your microphone. Now, let me give you the meaning of established, and then we will be going. So, we have believe. The three words that you must keep in your head, believe, established, and prosper. To be established, so when our belief in God is where, the first one is that to nurture, to nurture, to foster, to foster a bond or a relationship. It means to have a strong foundation in Christ. To be established also means to build up. To build up. To be built up in your faith. To be built up in the word. To be built up in prayer. You know, to give you strength to walk and obey the word of God. That is what happens when you believe in God. It also means to nurse. Yeah. How many of us know that when we come into Christ, sometimes we have wounds, we have hurts, we have brokenness. Sometimes we need to be cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. So our belief in God is what brings us to a place where he nurses us back to life. Do you understand? He brings us to the place where we are whole, we are healed, we are one again. There are so many issues in life. 
so many things, so many things, so many things. You know, I was just thinking about it. I realized that sometimes you can't even go through a whole week without somebody irritating you, without somebody trying to upset you. You can even stay and mind your own business still. There would always be some. Sometimes you will go through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You think I've gone through the week, Friday, somebody will get you there. Deliver, Lord. Deliver, Lord. Deliver, Lord. Yeah. May the Lord nurse somebody in this room who's going through some brokenness, going through some pain, going through some hurt, trying to overcome a challenge, struggling to let go. The Lord will nurse you back to life. The Lord will nurse you back to health. The Lord will bring you back to joy. The Lord will bring you back to peace. It is only God who can do that. I always tell husband and wife, please stop trying to put all your wahala on your husband and your wife. They too, they are carrying their own problems. Yeah, it doesn't make me happy. Hey, the happiness medication is not with him. It is only joy. It's only God who gives joy. The meaning of prosper. You see, I'm going to tell you this. That whether we like it or not, God will bless us through men for men. There is nothing coming from the sky down to your house. Nothing is coming from the sky into your bank account. Nothing is coming from the sky. God will use men to bless you. God blesses men through men for men. So God will use men to bless you, to bless others. And that is why the people that God brings into your life, you must know the place they sit and appreciate it and acknowledge it and nurture those relationships well. It doesn't matter how they come across. There is always a blessing in the relationships God gives to us. Listen, the pastor God has given to us in this house, he's a blessing to us. Whether, listen, I am a blessing to you. Yes, when I rebuke you, it's a blessing. When I hug you, it's a blessing. When I pray over you, it's a blessing. When I correct you, it's a You see, some of us, we like pray for me. We like, oh, you're doing well. But when we say stop it, you get angry. For you to prosper, you need somebody to be able to push you through. To push forward. To prosper means to go beyond, far beyond. To prosper means to become mighty. It means to break through. It means to advance. It means to make progress, to succeed, to be profitable. (laughs) Believe in his prophet and you will prosper. The prophet, the pastor, the shepherd is there to teach you, to guide you, to feed you, to tend for you, to rebuke you, to decree over you, so that you will move forward, so that you'll be, you'll be able to break through barriers, so that you'll be able to see your full potential come to life. So that, listen, ask anybody who has given birth before, you can never go through labor alone. You need assistance. 
can never ever deliver alone. I don't care how strong you are, how malleable, how flexible, how amazing you are. When it gets to labor, you need somebody to hold your hand. You need somebody, you need a strong supporter. Push, push, stop pushing. It's okay. Sir, gentle, gentle. Push again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need somebody. And that is what God brings into our lives when he gives us a pastor. Because sometimes you are pushing, it's like if you push too fast, you tear things. So sometimes you are pushing, and they say, no, 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 don't push. Breathe in, breathe in, you're waiting. And then they'll say, you know, if you have a husband who manages to come into the delivery, uh, the labor ward, you know, he'll be holding your hand, he'll be lying, it's okay, I am here. And then you are, to, and then you are saying, that, what are you doing here? <laughs> the only place where Husbands receive insults and still smile. It's in the labor world. <clears throat> yeah. You know, especially when they are using plural words, we will get through this. How will we get through this? <laughs> Jeremiah 3.15, the Bible says that, and I will give you pastors shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with what knowledge and understanding amen knowledge and understanding and you know as soon as that verse comes verse 16 the first line says that and you will increase and multiply and you will increase and multiply somebody